The year 2022 has been a year of transition, to say the least. We are emerging from a pandemic that changes forever, though new variations keep coming along with new booster shots, of course. I know people who define BC and AD as before COVID and after Donald. The midterm elections did not produce the red tsunami many anticipated. That red wave wasn't even big enough to body surf on. Republicans did take back control of the House, but fell short of winning a majority in the Senate. And some results are still being disputed. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema just announced her decision to leave the Democratic Party and register as an independent. This riled a few feathers. And at least the gavel that was heavier than Thor's hammer will be wrested from Nancy Pelosi's hand next month. There is discontent with current leadership on both sides of the aisle. Conservatives are not happy with the current administration's policies, while liberals are furious that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Our nation is as divided as ever. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Now, in keeping with my world news brief tradition of focusing on pop culture, I would like to recognize some of the celebrities that have passed this year. Celebrities have always been a part of society. Ancient Greece celebrated athletes. Rome had famous actors. Philosophers and playwrights have gained public attention for centuries. 18th century newspapers included gossip columns. Even in the Bible, all of Israel mourned for 30 days when Moses' right-hand man Aaron died. After one of David's victories, they danced in the streets and sang, Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousands. So it's as old as man. When I was in the seventh grade, everyone was quickly gathered into the school auditorium where the principal announced that President John F. Kennedy had been assassinated. The nation was shook to its core. Public mourning has always been a part of society. So, here are some famous people who we mourn this year, some more than others. England said goodbye to their queen of 70 years. Most of us cannot remember a world without Queen Elizabeth II. During her reign, England had 15 prime ministers, while America had 14 presidents. I will miss Her Majesty. On the scene here at home, we lost Donald Trump's first of three wives, Ivana, and longtime CNN anchor Bernard Shaw. I am part of the first generation to grow up with television as a normal part of the household. I lived with my mother, my sister, and the television. The following TV stars made their final sign-offs. Nichelle Nichols, the original Uhura from Star Trek. She was the first black woman to be a principal actor 
in a major television series. She shared the first interracial kiss with William Shatner. She went boldly where no woman had gone before. Robert Clary, who played LeBeau in Hogan's Heroes. What you may not know is that he was actually born Jewish and was sentenced to a Nazi concentration camp. Oh, the irony. Some TV stars from my early childhood. Tim Considine of Spinnin' Marty and the Hardy Boys on the original Mickey Mouse Club. I used to sit there with my Mickey Mouse ears and watch every episode. He was also Mike, the eldest of my three sons. Dwayne Hickman, who played the lead character in The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. The show featured Bob Denver as Maynard G. Krebs. The G stood for Walter, named after his grandmother. Tony Dow, who played Wally, the older brother, on Leave it to Beaver. Sally Kellerman, remembered as Hot Lips Houlihan in the TV version of M.A.S.H. Howard Hessman, a.k.a. Johnny Fever from WKRP in Cincinnati. And Larry Storch, remember him in F Troop? And one of those names you may not recognize, Peter Robbins, but you would instantly know the voice of Charlie Brown. Good grief. Just this month, Kirstie Alley, who starred in Cheers, died of cancer. She made her film debut as Lieutenant Savick, a Vulcan Starfleet officer in The Wrath of Khan, and then went on to make many other films. We also lost some other stars of the silver screen. Sidney Poitier became the first black actor to win the Oscar for Best Actor for his role in Lilies of the Field in 1963. Iconic Angela Lansbury, who won a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2013. And then there were mobsters James Kahn, Ray Liotta, Paul Servino, Tony Sirocco, and Paul Herman. Of course, I loved Ray Liotta as Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. Oscar winner William Hurt, who even made it to the Marvel Movie of the Month universe as General Thaddeus Ross. Yvette Mimiu, who played Weena in the 1960 sci-fi adaption of H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, opposite Rod Taylor. Fred Ward, who played astronaut Gus Grissom in The Right Stuff. And then there was Shashin Littlefeather, who declined an Oscar on behalf of Marlon Brando for The Godfather in protest of Hollywood's portrayal of Native Americans. Film director Peter Bogdanovich, who directed the screwball comedy What's Up, Doc? starring Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neill. That was also Madeline Kahn's first film. Personally, I think she stole the show. The music world also lost some great artists. Coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn, the most awarded female country recording artist in history. Four-time Grammy winner, Olivia Newton-John, 
who starred in Greece opposite John Travolta. Monty Norman. He's the one who wrote the James Bond theme, the most often repeated 27 times and recognizable piece of music in film history. Ronnie Hawkins, whose band The Hawks included Levon Helm, Robbie Robertson, Rick Danko, Richard Manuel, and Garth Hudson, who all later became known as The Band. They backed up Bob Dylan when he first went electric. Then they recorded their first album, the groundbreaking music from Big Pink. Their hits included The Wait, Take a Load Off Annie, Up on Cripple Creek, and The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. We also said goodbye to Jerry Lee Lewis and Mickey Gilley, the piano-playing cousins of Jimmy Swaggart. Imagine that, a preacher, a rock and roll sensation, and a country western star. And all three could set a keyboard on fire. Jimmy is still going. Gary Brooker, organist and lead singer of Procol Harem. You must remember A Whiter Shade of Pale. Michael Lee Aday. You know him as Meatloaf, who sold over 100 million records and appeared in over 50 films and TV shows. And I will miss Veronica Bennett, who married Phil Spector after he divorced his first wife and became Ronnie Spector, the original bad girl of rock. She sang Be My Baby, Baby I Love You, and other hits with the Ronettes. In her 1990 memoir, she alleged that Spector had imprisoned her in his California mansion, subjecting her to years of psychological torment, and sabotaged her career by forbidding her to perform. She escaped from the mansion barefoot with the help of her mother in 1972. In their 1974 divorce settlement, she forfeited all future record earnings and surrendered custody of their children. She alleged that this was because Spectre threatened to hire a hitman to kill her. Phil Spectre was later tried for the murder of Lana Clarkson, which ended in a hung jury. His third worst crime was what he did to the Beatles' Let It Be album. Naomi Judd, who sang with her daughter Winona, sadly took her own life. Her other daughter is actress Ashley Judd. Evangelos Odysseus Papathanasio, a.k.a. Vangelis, who wrote the scores for Chariots of Fire and Blade Runner. Less than a month ago, Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac died at the age of 79. She wrote and sang lead on Over My Head, Say You Love Me, Don't Stop, and You Make Love and Fun. I often mourn the passing of my favorite musicians, but I find consolation in the fact that their music will go on. Two memorable comedians died. The watermelon-smashing Gallagher and Gilbert Gottfried, who possessed possibly the most annoying voice ever. He was the duck who cried, Affleck! Now let's move on to the many sports figures who crossed the finish line in 2022. 
basketball great Bill Russell, who won 11 NBA championships, two NCAA championships, an Olympic gold medal, and two high school state championships in California. That's 16 titles, more than any other individual in a team sport. Another basketball player who passed away this year was NBA All-Star Center Bob Lanier. The quintessential baseball announcer, Vin Scully, voice of the Dodgers. If I dream about a baseball game, Vinny is calling it. And base-stealing shortstop for the Dodgers, Maury Wills, made it home. As a youth, I emulated his style of play. I even had a flip book showing his various slide techniques. Cy Young Award winner, Bruce Souter. As a reliever for the Cubs, Cardinals, and Braves, he had 300 saves. And there was heavyweight boxer Ernie Shavers, who fought Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes, and Kenny Norton. Everyone he faced said he was the hardest puncher they ever met. Len Dawson, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, who led them to a Super Bowl IV championship. He went on to have a successful career in sportscasting. Oakland Raider quarterback Daryl LaMonica also passed. Pun intended. Tony Siragusa, NFL player turned sideline announcer. John McVay, NFL Giants coach and vice president director of football operations for the 49ers. His grandson, Sean, is the current coach of the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. The greatest punter in NFL history, Oakland Raider Ray Guy. After a game against the Houston Oilers, Coach Bum Phillips confiscated the football and took it to Rice University for testing. He was convinced that the ball was filled with helium. Dan Reeves won Super Bowl VI with the Cowboys as a player and Super Bowl XII as an assistant coach. He went on to three Super Bowls as Denver's head coach and lost all three and once as Atlanta's head coach, and ironically lost to the Broncos. And because I grew up in San Diego, I must pay tribute to the sports heroes of my hometown. I sat in Balboa Stadium many times and watched John Hadel, San Diego Chargers quarterback, who won the AFL championship in 1963. That was the only championship any San Diego team has ever won. Ernie Zampezi, coach for the Chargers and San Diego State. Lionel Little Train James, running back for the Chargers. And finally, Hall of Fame pitcher Gaylord Perry, who threw spitballs for the Padres, as well as the Giants, the Indians, the Rangers, the Yankees, the Braves, the Mariners, and the Royals over a 22-year career. Thanks for indulging me in my nostalgia. 
I feel fortunate to have enjoyed the work of all of these actors, musicians, and athletes. They will be missed. But let me end on a note of celebration. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Christmas. For me, it truly is the most wonderful time of the year. Everywhere I go, people are celebrating the birth of the Savior, even if they don't realize who He is. People are more charitable, families spend more time together, and churches are filled with visitors that they haven't seen since Easter. So take care to spend time with loved ones. Volunteer not only your money, but some of your time serving those who are less fortunate. Enjoy the lights and carols and meals and gifts. But most important of all, do like the wise men and the shepherds. Worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 2022 has been a challenging year on many levels. I hope and pray that 2023 will be a better year for all of us. And I pray that God will bless you and yours. This is Jim Barrier on World News Brief, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.